What's up, everybody? We're back. This is your boy, J.E. Jonathan Evans. We're having devotions, kind of going through God's Word, and we've been speaking about Jesus, the story of Jesus walking on water. And we talked about last time how the disciples were just being obedient. Jesus made them get into the boat based on verse 22 of, of chapter 14, and he made them get into that boat, and then they, they were being obedient and found themselves in a storm. They found themselves in a trial through their obedience. And I wanted to encourage uh, you guys, and because I was very encouraged by this story, that just because life is rocky, just because life feels unstable, they were a long distance from land, uh, just because I feel like I'm getting beaten up by life circumstances does not mean that I'm not in God's will. That a lot of times, contrary winds and spiritual resistance is evidence of, of being spiritually persistent. And, and that's what happens. Uh, the Lord said, if I, your master, suffer, what do you think will happen to me if you follow me. And so if you're following God and you're doing what he's asking you to do, sometimes that's evidenced by hitting some rocky circumstances and some trials. These men were following Jesus Christ and they were following him and doing what he had called them to do. And they found themselves straining at the oars, the book of Mark says in the same account of this story, trying to go forward when Jesus had called them to go in that direction. And so I want to encourage you in your marriages, in your personal life, in your careers, um, in my career and in my marriage, all of these areas that we face, raising our children, uh, whatever stage of life that you're in, whether you're an athlete, no matter what you do, you're going to hit rocky times. And rocky times is not evidence of disobedience all the time. Sometimes you can be obedient and your obedience can carry, carry you into resistance. And so we talked about that. But in the fourth watch of the night, uh, Jesus came to them walking on the water. And it's kind of funny, you know, God tends to want to do that. He, he tends to kind of want to come to your rocky circumstances in the fourth quarter, meaning it seems like you're about to give up. Game's almost over. The final whistle's about to blow. And then here he comes. And he doesn't just come, you know, normal. He came to them walking on the water. He came to them with all power, walking on top of the very circumstances that were beating them down. And so what he's doing here is he's showing them that as they obey the Great Commission, whatever the commission is for your life and the place that God has you in, that as you obey it, he is always on top of things, even though you may feel like these things are on top of you. That's why Matthew 6, is important. We have to seek ye first his kingdom and then these things God can take care of. And so we have to remember that. And we're going to learn that through this story. How is it that Jesus was walking on the water? First of all, I know a lot of people are tripped out by this, but it's important that we understand and know that Jesus is God. Um, and he proves it all throughout the Gospels. Uh, John 10.30 says, I and the Father are one. John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1.14 says, and then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hebrews 1 lets us know that Jesus Christ is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Colossians 2.9 says that all deity is found in the person of Jesus Christ. John 14.9, you find an a, a interesting discussion between Philip and Jesus. And Philip says, Jesus, when are you going to show us the Father? And Jesus looks at Philip and says, Philip, have you not known me by now? Once you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And so this is the reason why Jesus was crucified is because they thought he was blasphemous. And so Jesus is not only saying that he's God, he's also proving that he's God. Because here he is walking on top of the water, walking on top of the very circumstances that had them fearful. 
These men were so afraid, not only of their circumstances, as many times you and I are, but they were afraid once they saw Jesus. Once you see, and I can understand, you see a man walking on the water towards you and it's chaotic water. Um, I know we watch a lot of films of Jesus walking on the water. You, you see them trying to portray this, and it's always like water that's crystal clear, and it's like glass. Yeah, that's not true. Jesus was literally walking on a storm. It was chaos that he was walking on. So you can call this Jesus walking on chaos. And here he is in verse 25 at the fourth watch of the night, in chapter 14 of Matthew, verse 25, in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, is it a ghost? And they cried out in fear. The disciples thought it was a ghost. When they saw Jesus, they said, something is real wrong with this. This has to be a ghost. They thought it was evil coming against them when it was really the truth coming towards them. A lot of times it's hard for us to get a clear picture of the truth when we're going through what we're going through because they were trying to look through their circumstances. And when you look through your circumstances, it's hard to really make out the truth. The word ghost there means a distorted reality. And so they thought they were looking at a distorted reality, but the reality was they were looking at the truth coming to them. But because they were looking through the darkness of their circumstances and the rain and the wind and the waves, it was hard for them to make out the truth that was right in front of them. A lot of people, when they're going through hard times, they start to stray away from the truth. They start to think that the truth is a distorted reality because they're looking through the lens of what they're going through. And because your emotions are connected to what you're going through, sometimes it makes you fearful of the truth that's coming to save you. This was the problem that these men were facing. The storm was so bad that their vision of the truth became tainted. I can't tell you how many times I've sat with people and, and we're talking about their issues or my issues, and we kind of have a distorted picture of what God is trying to do or the truth of God's word in that particular scenario that we're facing because what we're going through is so bad that it's hard for us to identify with the truth based on the feelings that we have because of the darkness that we're experiencing. These men were fearful of the very truth that was coming uh, to help them in the midst of a storm. And so Jesus was coming through. They had a distorted reality of, of the truth. How many times have you and I distorted God's word because of the distortion that we're experiencing? I remember uh, taking my, uh, my niece to the fair. We have a big fair here in Texas called the Texas State Fair. And I remember getting tickets a long time ago, and we got tickets to this little distorted mirrors, distorted reality. And you, many of you know this. You got the distorted mirrors that make you look tall, short, and all those different things. So we're walking through, and she says, oh, yeah, this mirror makes me look short. And I said, yeah, it sure does. And then she went to the next mirror and said, this mirror makes me look tall. I said, you're right. And she went to the next mirror and said, this mirror makes me look small. I said, you're right. It sure does make you look small. And then she went to the last mirror and said, oh, this mirror makes me look large. I said, um, actually that mirror is real. Oops. Guess we fell into a trap on that one. She lived in a distortion so long that when she saw the truth, she thought it was another distortion. Here are these men in the middle of a storm, and because their reality is so hard and so tainted and so distorted, they were looking at the truth and thought that the truth was another distortion. Because what you look through determines what you see. I remember full service filling stations. 
And I had those back in when I was playing with the Buffalo Bills back in 2008. But I remember this story about this uh, husband and wife who were taking a drive cross country and they had all of these bugs hitting your window. You know how all those bugs will kill themselves on your window from time to time when you're taking long drives. And his window was just a mess. So he pulled over into this full service filling station. The, the guy came out, gave him some gas, and then he, he said, is there anything else I can do for you, sir? The guy in the car who was taking the drive said, yeah, you can clean off my windows because my windows are dirty from all of these bugs. And so the guy cleaned his windows off, you know, with the little window wiper you have at the gas station. And the guy said, is there anything else I can do for you? He said, yeah, you can clean my windows off. They're still dirty. The attendant looked and said, okay, they look clean to me, but all right, let's try again. So he wipes the windows off again and cleans them off. And he says, is there anything else I can do for you, sir? Will that work? He said, yeah, man, my windows are still gross. They're still dirty. Can you please clean them off? The attendant's a little confused at this point, but he does it again. He's a nice guy. And he says, is there anything else I can do for you? And he says, man, my windows are still dirty. And that's when it happened. His wife reached over and grabbed his glasses and cleaned those off and put them back on his face. And all of a sudden, everything was clear. Because what you look through will determine what you see. Here are these men trying to look through their circumstances to get a clear picture of Jesus instead of looking for Jesus because of their circumstances. And how you look at truth, if you're looking to it for deliverance rather than looking to it through your circumstances, it may change how you view the truth when it's trying to come help you in the things that you're going through. I want to encourage you not to push back on the truth when you're going through hard times. These men thought they saw a ghost when they really saw Christ. These men thought they saw a distorted picture of reality when they saw the greatest picture ever known to mankind. These men thought they saw something false when they saw something true. Do not walk away from the truth just because obedience got you in a tough situation. Do not distort God's word just because your emotions may be distorted because of what you're going through. Don't walk away from your marriage. Don't walk away from what God has called you to. Don't walk away from your children and forgiveness and all of these tough situations that God has called you to obedience just because you have a distorted picture of the truth because your reality is distorted because of what you're going through. It's important that we don't do what these men did. They got in a tough situation, and when the truth was coming right at them, they thought it was a distorted reality. We have to look at this the right way, and we have to look at it through lenses that says, we know the truth is the truth, even though it's tough to see because of how dark it is in my life. I want you to be steadfast, be unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, because it is the truth. And it will not go in vain. Stay with me as we continue to talk about this story of Jesus teaching his disciples as he was walking on water. If it looks too difficult, they want to give in. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation. But it's time for you to start causing college jaywalking.